Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Mommy's Files of a New Black Mom. <sighs> it has been a journey, folks, a journey. <laughs> and since the last time we talked, so much has happened, so much to recap, so much to catch up on. So let's just jump right into the motherfucking tea. Um, so I, I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast previously, but my job closed. Um, and I know a lot of you are like, damn, we remember when you just left that other job? And I was like, yeah, girl, it's crazy. So the crazy part about it was when I left, I can talk about it now, Avon Busters. I was a manager there. Um, I left for two reasons. One, I took the job because of more money. And when I had my daughter, me and my ex-partner, we're on a really great page with me working the job before Dave and Buster's because I worked Monday through Friday. I got off at like three. It was chef's kiss. But the downside, I made nickels. And don't get me wrong. I made what I made. He helped support where he could. But his job was just as inconsistent because he does what I would consider contracted work. And because his money was funny, mine couldn't be. You know what I mean? So someone needed to have constant money. And in his mind, he was like, you know, I'll always support you. I'll always make sure stuff gets paid. And my thought is, that's a lie. And let me tell you how I knew it was a lie. When our lights went on. And he had not a nickel to a dime. So, again, like I said, I knew it was a lie. I put it on myself that I had a kid now. And even if it wasn't his kid, if he didn't want to claim his kid, if he didn't ever talk to his kid again, it was my child. I birthed. I breastfed my baby. So I was like, I can never not have money to pay the things that I need to have. So I took on this job and I worked till four or five o'clock in the morning. I barely spent as much time as I wanted to with my child. Now, don't get me wrong. I spent every moment I could, but she was in school or with the babysitters or home with her dad at those spur of the moments when he actually had time and with me and it was really stressful it was really hard and I took on the opportunity for as long as I could manage um and again it brought a big right like like a big issue in our relationship because he was like well you were more concerned about making money than you were about the time spent with the family and I'm like we ain't had no money how are we going to do anything and literally I was just so stressed about it because in my head I was like I'm doing what's best for us I'm providing I'm making sure bills got paid because when he was out of work bills got paid when he was working bill got paid when he didn't ask me how a bill was getting paid a bill was getting paid so I made it my business to do what I had to do And because of that, I literally was in a pickle because I knew two things. I couldn't depend on him. And I always had to make sure I was in a better position to do what I needed to do. And that may sound really selfish because, again, he thought I was being selfish. But in all honesty, it was one of those things where... The livelihood of my child was more important than us spending every moment together. We can't be broke, homeless, and spend in love. I, I just, that, that's, that, that doesn't make logical sense to me. So I did my deed, I did my dirt, whatever, and I took on a job right at the end of 2019. And it's so crazy because life is crazy like that. I remember um, 
thinking like, I need to get out of this job. I need to find a better opportunity because I was exhausted. I wasn't really spending a lot of time with my daughter. I wasn't really around her as much. She was around everybody else. And I felt so disconnected in her everyday life. So I was like, I need to find a job where I can manage my schedule. I can make more money and I can have some freedom with her. And I kept asking God, like, what? I need something. I need something. And it was so crazy because this place I had never been to, never seen, never gone, literally on a whim. This is how random my life is. And I promise you, you're going to be like, that's so crazy. What the fuck? But literally, this job came about because I saw an ex talk about this place and my homegirl talk about this place. I looked it up saw that it was an outdoor bar venue restaurant type of thing and I simply Instagram message the the social media and when I did the GM at the time responded and was like hey yeah we're absolutely I said hey you know are you guys looking for management for next summer or I didn't even take it in that they were a summer only place but I was like are you guys looking for managers looks like a really great spot I think I'll be super qualified she responded like, absolutely, we actually are looking for management. Little did I know she was leaving because her and her wife were moving, I want to say to Boston. I might be incorrect, but Northeastern further up. So, did all that, got the job right when we were supposed to get like fully in swing, COVID hit. We still opened, we still made things happen. It was great. Um, when fall hit, it was amazing. I got, you know, I, ooh, that's a way to start it. When summer was over, I ended up leaving my partner and moving in on my own. But I got to spend a lot of my fall. So think of September through March with my family. They, I got to go on vacation with my family. I got to go visit my best friend a lot. She got to come visit me a lot. I got to spend a lot of time with my daughter. I got to be home and still make money. So when fall came, right before the season started, the owner sat down when we were talking and they were like, so this is the last season. And I was like, oh. And little did I know that they only had a five-year contract and I came in on year three into four. So kind of knew and I kind of had to do what I had to do and with this year being so successful with all its hiccups I got into a really bad car accident totaled my brand new car thank god I got another one hallelujah thank you Jesus he's the real MVP I was able to find a new daycare because my daughter's daycare closed because COVID hit thank god (laughs) you the real MVP I was able to maintain my home and all those good things and as we're speaking now this was our past last week so labor day monday was our last day open and the last few days we have done cleanup so literally everything from breakdown putting up furniture closing out ceremony all that type of good stuff and i'm still in pursuit of a job let me tell you why i'm not stressed right let me tell you why i'm not stressed because no matter what my friends always make this joke and i think it's hilarious they go you always find a job And I always say, well, you know, I got to do what I got to do. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, you always find another opportunity. And one of my homegirls recently lost her job this year. And she was like, how do you do it? Like, how do you find a job like you do? And I told her, I said straight up, um, I honestly was like, I I hustle till I don't have to. 
I'm like, I will Instacart. I had a little side gig where I was working at a little carryout spot. And I'm like, I have money saved. I, you know, did what I had to do, made sure my little tax returns, made my little coins was put together. Because literally, I, I laughed because when me and my ex broke up, I was able to save money. Sounds crazy, right? I had to get a new car, had to get a new place, had to get new everything. And yet, I was able to save money. Mind-blowing. Mind you, I was making less money than I was making. So let's just say I was making like 75 at Dave and Buster's and I went down to 60 and then I got bumped up to like 69. But nonetheless, I still made less, but I was able to literally save money, have money, put money to the side, be able to not always feel like every dollar I spent was going, all that good stuff, right? So... The reason I guess I'm not stressed is because I have two really good opportunities that are coming my way. And I'm already claiming one, but I'm like, you know, things happen. Obviously, it's meant for me to not stress, not, you know, not worry. Because let me tell you, this summer kicked my butt. One thing I am grateful for, especially when your children are young, is year-round school. So because my daughter is in daycare, daycare is year-round. Let me tell you, as a mom, clutch right clutch 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 and people always be like well you know it's just daycare blah 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 I'm like well let me tell you when you don't have to worry where your child is every summer all summer it is a blessing and a joy when you don't have to figure out a summer program summer camp summer anything it is a blessing and a joy now don't get me wrong it ain't easy and it ain't cheap but being able to work Monday through Friday and she be at daycare Monday through Friday and then only having to worry about the weekends, chef's kiss. And the reason I say that is because literally I would just alternate weekends between her godmother, the babysitter, and my mom. So literally it would be like this weekend my mom would keep her the following weekend her godmother would have her the following weekend i have to kick out money for a babysitter which was fine because there was only may june july august four months that's only eight weekends a month and i was able to finagle my schedule where i didn't have to literally work every day during the weekend and during the week i was able to work at from home or work just during the day pick her up spend time with her do all that fun stuff so now i'm in the position where it's literally like, okay, what are you going to do? And it's so crazy because I always say, you know, God going to make it work. I'm like, God, I really like this job. I really want this job. And don't get me wrong. I had a job opportunity. I even started it. But it was just not a good fit. And one thing I won't compromise, I won't hide, and I won't finagle is the time I spend with my kids and being able to pick her up and drop her off. So that being said, when it comes to a job, I have to have flexibility. I have to be able to set my own schedule. I have to be able to really finagle what I need to do. And I will no longer work late nights. And people are like, oh my God, you work in the restaurant industry. How can you be that picky? Let me tell you, when you become a boss, you can make boss moves. And one of the major factors I had when it came to me being a boss was that kind of flexibility. Whereas a lot of places were like... Oh, you know, even the one spot I I interviewed with and got the job for, they were like, oh, you know, we're willing to work with your schedule. Because I told them, I said, I have a two-year-old. Well, she's three now. But I have a kid. 
and I'm a single parent and I don't really have the help that most people have and I'm not going to lie and make it seem like I have all this help that can just stop what they're doing. I'm grateful for her godparents. I'm grateful for her aunt. I'm grateful for my friends who don't mind picking her up, dropping her off, keeping her for a few hours so I can do the things I need to do. So that's what I need. Um, But long story short, mama is on the hunt. And I'll say this, I say all that to say this, when it comes down to a mom with her job, do not finagle, uh, don't let a job manipulate you out of what you need from what you have going on. And the reason I say that is because a lot of times jobs will see that you're interested and you're super hungry and eager. And like when I went to Dave and Buster's, I was like, oh, I have flexibility of schedule because honestly, I thought at the time me and my partner were going to have a partnership with our daughter where I could work and he would pick her up or I would be able to do things and it wasn't that it wasn't that and I'm I'm gonna be 110 with you it was literally having to beg or ask and keep asking or keep reminding or have to hear a huff and a puff and a blow your house down about picking her up or keeping her or I have to go to work too so what you going to do kind of energy so I literally had a had a babysitter so even at times when he was home, I didn't even ask because he would never tell me his schedule like that. But I stopped asking because there would be times where he was out partying or drinking or doing other things where he could have had the ch- the child or he could have had the ch- all the children and he didn't. So I learned at a very firm, fast pace to make sure no matter what, my daughter was good. You know what I mean? And as a mom, you always find yourself in that predicament where you naturally want to be like, oh, yeah, you know, no matter what, my daughter is going to be taken care of. Nobody's going to take care of you like your kids. And nobody's going to take care of your kids like you. So, that being said, I made sure my daughter was taken care of. Come hella hot water. Come paying somebody, even if I didn't have it, making sure finagling my schedule coming in leaving doing whatever I had to do take my daughter to work I even I almost got fired at Dave and Buster's to be honest with you because there will be times where her father was supposed to or couldn't or last minute changed his mind or all of a sudden had a party to go to or he had plans as he always said I had plans so I would take my daughter to work with me and I would take her older siblings just so they could hang out I would get them food let them hang out and party at my job just so they could watch their younger infant sister because literally I had no other option so I made it my business now to make sure I always 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 have her in a position where I have a babysitter I have someone who can keep her I don't depend on anybody who you know who flakes or fumbles and because of that it makes my life a lot easier and (laughs) that ain't even what the episode's about (laughs) The, the main course of this episode was about starting school right So because school is back in session and we are, you know, getting everything together, let me tell you, finding schools, and I guess because I'm an eager beaver, I'm like already stressing a little bit about where my daughter's going to go for pre-K. And the reason I say I'm stressing is because two things. Education is really important to me and her father elects. So I don't want her to fall into the same crumbles that her older sibling has fell into or that her father has lacked thereof. So for me, school is 110 
more important than anything else. Yes, my daughter does dance. Yes, my daughter does cheerleading. Yes, she is only three. You heard me say that the first time. But I keep her busy. I keep her booked. I keep her involved. Why? Because anything she does that keeps her from just sitting in the house on her tablet, keep her from running around, you know, running around in the streets, I'm a dick. So when it came to education, I'm super duper 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 concerned. Not really concerned is the word. I would say um, informed about where I want to send her for pre-K. Two reasons. One, I want to see a great education program. Being that I live in an inner city, education is like 50-50. You either find amazing schools or shitty schools. One, I don't mind driving her 20 minutes to get to school. That is never going to be my energy. Oh, she's 20 minutes. Is, uh, no. As long as it's under 30, I can do it. Which means if it's 20 minutes, I could probably get there in 15. School is priority. Priority. And it's never too young to look at the options of where they start at because I'm definitely a parent who's like, I love a good public school. And because I grew up in public school, I went to public school, I enjoyed public school, but I also grew up in the suburbs. I'm not naive to what public schools can be at a great level. But because again, I live in the inner city now, I have to be very mindful of how far I'm willing to put my child into an education, an educational program that isn't structured for her to succeed. Two, I'm looking at long-term programs. So um, a lot of the schools that I'm looking at are not just pre-K through fifth. Like I know where I grew up in New Jersey, um, pre-K is like the starting point. And a lot of times pre-K is still considered at daycare. So a lot of people keep their kids in daycare till they're five and then put them in school. I don't hate that idea. I don't just, you know, discredit that idea. My whole thing is I would love to put her in a program, one, that would save me money. Because let me tell you, daycare is expensive. And I always laugh when people have, like, two or three little ones. I'd be like, girl, you got to get a second job just to maintain daycare. Let me tell you, even the free programs that they introduce and have for moms and single parents and single dads and, you know, whoever is taking care of your kids, they are never the greatest programs. They're usually like 30 kids to one teacher and they're usually in not so great areas and they're usually not the best programs to start your children off with. No, I'm not going to say they're the worst, but they could be better. And because of that, I pay to put my daughter in daycare and the education that I choose for my daughter being that I put her in a program where one, their structure, two, education is first, and three, it's a smaller classroom, it's more undivided attention, and it's also less factor of her being kind of mixed and mingled with kids who are not at the same level as her. So what I mean by that is one of the things that I noticed when she left her former daycare, because they downsized and because they only had one teacher, literally they had everything from a six-month-old to my daughter, who at the time was the oldest, who was two. Granted, my daughter was, you know, talking, speaking, recognizing, you know, understanding, comprehending very far further ahead than the kids. What you notice is the crippling effect of you can't have a teacher teaching a two-year-old and having an eye on a nine-month-old in the same energy. It doesn't work. So I, you know, looked into finding her daycare, like I had said before, um, and because of that, I honestly um, <laughs> was more concerned with a program that literally can be separated. But separated being, you know, 
infants in one space, toddlers in the other. And you may think that's a that's not a you know hard thing to ask with a lot of programs, especially with me, you know, talking about visiting and all of that. Um, it wasn't as easy as I thought. And because of that, it was one of those programs in which they either only had one teacher, they only had two teachers, and the two teachers shared one space. I can tell where my child would get distracted. Lost in the sauce. Definitely not in a position to win. Whereas the program that I ended up putting her in, because she was two, she was in the program that had kids, because they don't take infants, the youngest they take is a year. So they have one-year-olds to two well, technically it's three, but it's realistically two, depending on where your birthday is. And if you ever learn anything about birthdays, birthdays later in the year get pushed back and birthdays early in the year get pushed forward. So because her birthday was in August and most programs, you had to be a certain age by like September. Like me, my birthday was in November. My birthday is in November, excuse me. And the programs that my mother found, literally the one that I ended up getting accepted to as an, uh, a toddler, literally you had to be like the certain the specific age by November 3rd I had just made the cusp and the year after they pushed it up to October 20 something and then after it became like September so a lot of programs you have to be a certain age by a certain point it's not by educational level so because my daughter turned her age in the summer which is August her birthday falls into that perfect cusp where a lot of times she fits the criteria based off her age so the program that she was in literally because she turned three in the summer when school started this past September, well, this past week, she fell right into the older kids' age. Whereas some of the kids who may not turn three till later in the year could technically get pushed depending on where they are as far as education-wise. But a lot of times it just, again, falls into where your birthday falls. So, and when I say they're separate, they're in separate buildings. So my daughter goes to a private daycare that's an in-home private daycare. People have their feelings about it, and I'll tell you this. I didn't know anything about in-home daycare until my daughter was born. And because I went to this place that I hate it, it's called I Am's Temple. It was a Christian-based, black-owned daycare. And it was really cool, it was really great, but the uh, director was heavily religious and aggressive in religion. And also, not really great with children, if I could just say that. So, <laughs> for me... <laughs> I, 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 that wasn't the route I wanted to go. But I also, again, was learning everything with my child, not necessarily knowing ahead. She's my first kid, the first child I had as an infant. So it wasn't like I knew, even if I didn't have children of my own, about the programs in which I wanted to put my child in. So when I found this program, it was literally like a godsend. And the reason I say that is because, one, the classroom size. There's one teacher, so they only can have a maximum of eight students. Amazing. Love it. Great. Her teacher now, I think, has seven. She's highly educated, director certified, all these certificates in, and achievements and accolades. So it made me feel 120% better. Plus, seeing what she does and what the kids result in and the programming in which the kids can actually leave her program and go into school and be ready made me feel comfortable. So that's the biggest thing. But I, I do encourage young parents with young kids, there's never a time that is too early to start thinking about further education. One, I'm a big fan of charter schools and Catholic or private schools. Um, 
but most private schools are Catholic, if that makes sense. So that's why I kind of just like, you know, Catholic schools um, instead of private, because most private have religion based and religion based is usually Catholic schools or Jewish. It's very, very far. You'll find anything else in between. Um, But I'm looking into it. And here where we live, they have the options of either they start pre-k and they only go up to like middle school or they start pre-k they go all the way through high school or they have intermediates where your kid could go to public school or charter school up until like sixth grade and then they have like a middle school private and then a middle school or charter and then a high school separate so they either all together halfway or individual so in my mindset I kind of have mixed feelings about whether I want to put her in a full program that she would be in basically for her entire educational career. And the reason I have mixed feelings about it is because one, I don't know if we're going to stay in this state or in this city. And two, that's a really long time to stay within the same realm. Um, You end up with having a lot of new kids. It's not about the kids. It's like, do you ever get to change up the scenery? Like, I love the fact that the town I grew up in, we had eight elementary schools that filtered into two middle schools that filtered into one high school. So you kind of had the best of both worlds where you could have all gone to different elementary schools to end up at the high, at the middle school that fell into the side of town you lived on. And then it worked out that we all kind of ended up at the same high school, whether, you, whether or not you planned it that way, but it kind of, that was the idea. Which most suburban areas fall into a bunch of elementary, a few middle, and then one major high school in that town. But because again, I live in the inner city, there's hundreds of options. And it's kind of stressful because I don't know the school system here. I don't have really any basis for it. And a lot of my friends are my age, so they don't have kids. And the few teachers I know, I've kind of touched base with them and I think that's a great factor and a great like little sneak trick to have is be able to know teachers. I know probably at least five or so teachers who are like, this is a great school, great program. This is a really good school if you're going to put them in public school because they're very honest and they're in the system. And when you have people in the system, they will tell you the net and the great, like these classroom sizes are really great. The teacher's program is really good. The education at this building is really great, even if they don't teach there, because again, they're very much involved in the education system and they're all kind of in the same network. So that was a major factor and because I'm like going down a rabbit hole when it comes to finding schools my anxiety is like a thousand because I'm like do I want to commit to paying seven to eight well six to eight grand a year for my daughter to go to a private school for the time she's in pre-k to high school or do I want to put her in a charter school that may only go up to eighth grade and then have to see about a charter high school or if she wants to go to like an arts or technical or MIT based STEM based high school um and I I I want her to get the full high school experience so that's my other concern and elementary and middle are very select in a sense and what I mean by that is you don't really get a lot of stuff going on in there and you kind of go through the filter. Um, how can I say it? Um, when it comes down to it, I, I'm not against public schools. 
and the few that I found have really great programs, but I don't know if I want to keep doing what I consider like the bunny hop. Like, okay, if she goes to pre-K to eighth grade in a public school, and then I find a, a charter school, and then I put her in like a random high school, it just seems like a lot. <laughs> um, so I guess for me, it's like if she's in charter school from pre-K to eighth grade, and then maybe she can choose the high school that feels more comforting to me. Um, and because I found a few great public charter schools. So the good thing with public charter schools is it's a lottery. It's not necessarily based off of financial situation or everybody who applies. So I went to what I was, was considered a vocational high school. You had to take a test to get in. So for charter schools, they do a lottery, your name gets picked. And if it doesn't, you, you, you gotta figure something else out. Um, and my best friend went through that with her daughter, which was crazy because she got her into this really great program and then ended up moving like 20 some miles south and having to redo the whole school system situation again. And that's my concern. I was like, one, I want her to be able to go to a school that if I move or if I stay, I won't have to change schools. And then I want to find something that has a great base for her to start at. I would love for it to be a diverse school, big factor for me. Not only having black teachers, black women teachers, having a diversity in what they teach um, and extracurricular activities. And I don't necessarily want her to go to all girls school. Um, my homegirl and I were talking about this because she's like, yeah, I just I said, I feel like when you go to all girls school, my brothers went to an all boys high school. High school is very different, but I feel like when you go to an all like an all gender specific school, you don't really get to experience high school in the same realm. Um, I want her to get that football night, cheerleading, playing, you know, sports, involved in band, like all those experiences where you're in a diverse background than just kind of growing up with just women. And I think that might sound crazy because you can go to all women colleges, but I feel like if you grow into a diverse space where you're comfortable around everything and anyone, that's kind of the goal. So I've been kind of, again, you see I'm on a rabbit hole, (laughs) kind of digging myself into where I want to actually take her versus what options are there and I feel like it's again never too early and it was so funny because her teacher her director called me this summer and was like oh what school is Charlie going to and I'm like Charlie is not four yet she just turned three and they're like oh my god I thought she was older blah, 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 blah. and I'm like no that's not what it was because when my daughter got accepted into their program they literally gave her the spot they had which was with the younger kids because again she was turning three she was only two and the older kids um school already had her eight so she was like I can accommodate you we'll make sure Charlie gets what she needs and she'll get the education she needs and we'll have her and the other two-year-olds kind of working on one thing with the younger kids working on another so they were able to accommodate but again I really wanted her involved in that program because I'm like this program is great it's set up for her to succeed it's amazing and it's something that you know even if she's not in that building now she's going to it's clutch um so I know for a fact it's such a stressful thing and I know I'm not the only parent that's going through it especially if you're one of those parents who is like heavily involved in education um (laughs) it's such a thing when you're a parent and you're like I don't feel like I'm an adult I feel like I'm I'm still a kid so I'm like 
I don't know if I can make adult decisions like, oh my God, I have to think about my kid's school and I have to think about education. I'm like, this is such an adult thing to do. And I laugh because I'm like, oh my God, I was just getting shit faced like not that long ago. And now I have to be somebody's mom and make and like be the parent who goes to parent teacher conferences. And I swear, I feel like I look like a little kid going to parent teacher conferences because I'm like the type of parent that shows up in like ripped jeans and a hoodie. <laughs> very much a teenage mom but I'm definitely 30 and I'm definitely an adult so it's kind of interesting and (laughs) I'm just like preparing myself to get those looks and stares because when I'm covered in tattoos but I also have piercings so I'm like "Mm, we're very millennial now because a lot of parents look like me so it's very unique because a lot of teachers still are very old school so it's just it's one of those factors but I say this to say like you know one do not be discouraged about finding schools. Don't let nobody make you feel bad about if you want to put your kid in a private school or a charter school or non-public school or whatever. Don't let somebody make you feel bad about that because you value your child's education. And if you love public school, you have a great public school system in your, in your area, do that as well. But don't let somebody discourage you if you don't want to send your kids to the local hood ass or ghetto or under, you know, underdeveloped or not developed at all or shitty taking care of building just because that's what everybody else did um I don't agree with that and for me because my daughter again is going in as a pre-k I value what she's gonna get I value where she can go I want her to start where one she loves school she's in a place that would you know work with her you know structure her give her what she needs but then also give her the opportunity because kids who love education, it starts at a very young age. It starts at a very, very young age. If you don't like school, it's because you didn't like it as a kid. You And you probably weren't in a program or given the opportunity to really enjoy school. Like, I loved school as an elementary kid. By the time I got to middle school, I was so distracted. And I was so everywhere and, and everything. And then by the time I got to high school, because I had to take a test to get there, I had no time to bullshit and I had to do what I had to do. But my love for education had changed and evolved kind of separately. And I feel like if you give your kids, I would rather my child be a nerd. People always talk about shit about nerds. I'd rather my kid be a nerd. I'd rather she enjoys school. She loves the extracurriculars that she's involved in. But school is such a factor and she enjoys reading and she enjoys all those things. Like that is my goal. And it's one of those things I'm working with myself and her this year is like one, taking away tablet time and doing straight educational things. Two, reading to her more often and three making sure her education is on the level that needs to be and as parents we are the ones that are responsible we shape these children in every way possible so don't feel discouraged if you're being super picky or you're being super finicky or you're the overachiever when it comes to school because my daughter's father education was not a major factor and as an adult he struggles and me you know I'm college educated and I'm like I want my daughter to be able to go to college achieve great things become a multimillionaire, be a smart black woman that's my development for her I don't want to give any reason why she can't do the things she wants to do even if she says I want to be an artist baby you better paint like a Picasso oh I want to be a singer you better sing like Patty oh I want to be you know a musician you better play the piano like Ray I will support whatever adventure you have as long as you do it 110 percent that's the way my father was my mom maybe not so much but my dad he always made me feel supported he always made me feel like he had my back he always made me feel like my whatever dream I had he was supported and that made me go 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 if you don't have that kind of support and if you don't support your kids like that you need to wake up because your kids are going to do what they want to do regardless you did so don't be afraid to be picky 
don't be afraid to support your kids and don't be afraid to go against the grain. If you love public school and the public school system by you rocks, send them there. If you love private schools and you feel like the private school education is what your child deserves, send them there. If you want to put them in a charter school, send them there. If you want to send them to a kumbaya rainbow school, send them there. I'm even looking into summer camps because one of the things I, I... obsessed over over TikTok is sleepaway camp. It was one of those things I wish I got to do and I was so upset I never got to do as a kid and I used to watch this thing on Disney Channel called Bug Juice or I think it was called Bug Juice. Um, But it's literally where they recorded this summer camp and I want to say it was in like Pennsylvania where most summer camps are if they're not in the Midwest and literally they go for like eight to ten weeks it's a few thousand dollars but literally your kids are there all day every day you get to be a parent who gets to like vacation and do work and do whatever your kids go from like the time they get out of school which is like the second or third week of june and they don't come back to like the second week of august it's amazing and i'm absolutely looking into that for my daughter because i know her father's gonna hate it but i'm like oh you know super amazing it'll be educational and she'll get to meet some new people and she'll get to do something different absolutely uh, he'll probably hate it because he'll be like, why would you send her away for eight weeks? But let me tell you, when you have a kid like mine, you want her to have as much time away. So enjoy to come back home to tell me all about those great things that happen. Especially if I can't find a summer care program that I love. Baby, if I can afford to send her to sleepaway camp, bye-bye, booty. I'm going to send her somewhere where she's around white, black, Asian, Indian, Chinese, Vietnamese, Korean, Irish, whatever. I'm going to send her because I want her to be diverse. I want her to be unique. I want her to learn another language. I don't want to stifle her because of my own comfort. And if you do that, you wonder why other kids in other countries are excelling is because they literally send their kids to boarding school at high school where you have to board away. You have to go live and you have to do all of that. Like, huh, don't be afraid. But yeah, it's the first week of school. Don't beat yourself up and enjoy, you know, getting back into the rhythm of things. I hope that you know the school year is successful for you and your babies, and I'm out.